For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well. Absolutely packed episode today. So first, it is Andy and myself just going over a few random things, especially related to the transfer market. It was obviously international break, so... Uh, we recorded this yesterday, so it was before the Italian national team completely uh, capitulated versus Northern Ireland, so we didn't have the chance to go over that. Uh, after Andy, then I am happy to welcome on Aldo Comi, who is the co-founder and CEO of the football analytics and data website Soccer Ment. Uh, you can find them at soccermentment.com. And then also after Aldo, I welcomed on Christian Baldanza of Tifosi Radio Football. And we talked uh, about a few Roma related topics, Mourinho, his thoughts so far on Roma and the season. A lot to get to. So as always, thank you to our wonderful patrons over at Patreon who make this show possible. We greatly, greatly appreciate your support. So let's get started again. First, it will be Andy and myself, and then a brief chat with Aldo Comi of SoccerMent.com, and then Christian Baldanza of Tifosi Radio Football. So let's get started now. Hopefully you were able to at least recharge over this past week. Yeah. Andy, I, you know, generally again, I, I do prefer watching football, but I have to say I enjoyed every minute, even though I had to spend the majority of it in Veneto, I enjoyed thoroughly being able to at least like take a step back and not have to deal with the, it, it, it's almost like there's always a fire. Yeah. Um, there's never peace with Roma. There's always some sort of chaos. So at least during this time, we were able to temporarily, at least, uh, fan the flames a bit. Uh, so honestly, I don't even know what to talk about here. Suggestions. <laughs> it's too early for the market. I can't get there yet. I cannot get there. Well, everybody seems to be pointing to the market. It seems oh, like, you know, no. like... As soon as you, you know, the, the moment the football stops, the market starts. It's like, you know, money never sleeps. Uh, and all of a sudden you have all these names and, and, and then one name pops up and then everybody reports that name. And then a second name pops up and the first name is already a thing of the past. And um, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a scary machine uh, because we are, in literally in mid november uh, you know the the season i don't even think it's not even halfway through 
it's it's you know we're teams are playing so many games that if you look at the Italian national team, they're basically dropping like flies. I believe even Sirigu got injured. Um, who he's like the third choice goalkeeper. So it, it just it just goes to show that I don't know the the football is getting crazy in in terms of you know how exhausting this thing becomes. I believe you know to the players, but also to the fans. Like there is you know just I there is only so much you can process when you're watching three games a week and you're supposed to draw some conclusions on your team and when your team is is Roma you you know you may fall into the trap of concluding three different things based off three different games you know you cannot you it, it's very difficult to look at Roma and look at Roma this season and uh come away with sort of a, a balanced judgment because Roma for the first six, seven, eight games were flawless and everybody was, you know, was putting them as Scudetto contenders and, oh, how well this team is playing. And if they're not playing well, then they still have the determination to win games and blah, blah, blah. And then it seems like ever since, you know, I don't know, the the, the Udinese game, I believe, sort of everything fell uh fell and collapsed and you know it's it's so you know a lot of people are jumping off the bandwagon and and so it, it seems like you know it's made of this Roma team is made of two halves which for me is way too simple to look at it because it, it's um because again you know the People will point to, oh, you lost the big games, oh, you have it. But then, you you know, you can go back to a game against Napoli and argue, oh, look at these guys. They played better than a team that was up until then undefeated, was on a winning streak. They were, you know, they were flying and um, and Roma were easily the better team. So it's not it's not as simple as that. And and. There, I think that the international breaks are, are great to sort of regroup, especially after a game that you lose against Venezia. That should always come with an international break. The moment you lose against, say, Hellas Verona, the Bentegodi, or Venezia, boom, that's it. Season stops, international break on. That's that's all I want for the rest of my life. I, you know, because it's just. <laughs> It's it's too uh, it's too it's it's just a it's it's a pain in the ass. These you know these games that the grand scheme of things you say oh this is a small team gonna you know this is a result that that Roma you know they were just unlucky to because maybe you know there was an element of of, of bad luck of of maybe of uh, the team not being able to capitalize and and you know maybe Zaniolo not going for the extra pass and. And that, you know, he passes the ball and everything changed, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but again, I it's um I don't want to talk about the market just because it seems like there is, you know, a, one reality where Roma fans and, and the media live in of what should be done and the other reality of what will be done. And I, I, I really don't think that Roma are you know in in any advanced position regarding the market i would like to believe so but i think that 
for now, the, the stuff that you can actually do for January is plan the small stuff. You know, I wonder in January, so here's a, a question. In January, will we see uh, Santon and Fazio leave? Is that, can, can that be made possible? Because I think if there is something that Roma are thinking about, it's about Santon and Fazio. It's about um, Brian Reynolds. It's about maybe Diawara. I'm 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 just you know in so before I I think of I don't know Denis Zakaria uh Diogo Dalot all those guys that have you know I have been linked to Roma I'm thinking of of the small stuff this was the stuff that we take for granted you know somehow we got used to the fact that Santon and Fazio are on Roma's payroll but when was the last time we saw them you know um so, and they're sort of I'm, like herpes. Yeah, you forget yeah, about them until they reappear. It's there. Yeah, it's there. It's there. It's it's there for sure. They they are there. They're in the capital. They're probably drinking mate and you know rolling up to Trigoria in their SUVs and and undergoing individual training just by themselves. But if there is something that Roma's management is thinking about, I, you know, at this point, in this moment, in this season, it's that. Because everything else will probably distract you and there's plenty of time, you know. Assigning like Zakaria is not small stuff. You know, that's a guy that is, you know, is in a good Bundesliga side and he's one of the better free agents come next summer. But he wants to leave. There's going to be plenty of teams going for him. So if anything should happen with a guy like that, it will happen then and there. Not not, not now, not in mid-November. So my question is, what happens to Santon, to Fazio, perhaps to Brian Reynolds, perhaps to Diawara come January? That's what I, that's what I think the club is thinking right now. Well, we may know something about Reynolds relatively soon. Um... His his father, I've been in contact with him. Uh, he may be coming on the podcast again, so we we can grill him about that. I, I guess we can go just very quickly. I know I don't know what to talk about besides the market because for me, I, I mean, do we really want to start previewing? Who do they have? Genoa. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Shevchenko. Do I really have to, yeah. Do I do I have to like? breakdown uh do, do we want like a, a a ukrainian journalist on here to break down what the ukrainian national team played like under him and what his genoa signed with uh, velon berami is going to play like now come on yeah i can't i can't get there <laughs> I, I i can't do it um but if, if if there just so happens to be a ukrainian journalist well-versed uh with watching shevchenko's side feel free to come on uh probably more interesting than what we may talk about up here regarding the market I guess with Reynolds, I'm not going to say it's 100% done, but it's definitely shifted dramatically over the last 30 to 45 days. Very clear that Mourinho hasn't taken a liking to him. So I do think that's something that will happen. Diawara, as per usual, I'm not my preference is to not talk about it, but because I, I know a lot of, again, I'm friends with his agent. So it just comes off kind of weird. Um, he'll leave. He's going to leave. Uh, I think it'll be to France. Some of the names you mentioned though, like uh, Dalot. Okay. For example, 
I would say like right now, that's 90% likely going to happen. A name like that. He was at Milan on loan last season. This year remains at United. Isn't really playing a lot. I I guess where I come into the frame is you put it pretty succinctly that it's not as if Roma, Andy, are going to go out and start spending millions upon millions in January, right? I mean, they don't do that to begin with um, under normal circumstances, let alone now with COVID and still struggling financially. So I know people love January. Uh, yeah, and, and I also, people- I, you know, I'm seeing like names like Sven Botman and then, you know, the same article says that the price tag is of $30 million, and I'm like, yeah, not, it's not happening in January, mate. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, these financial uh, reports that Roma put out, okay, even if you don't speak Italian, okay, they're, they're, they're public, you can find them on their website, please, you don't even have to be an accountant, just, just go on there, you'll see a lot of red, and I think that will more or less uh, pretty easily give you a picture as to what we're looking at here, okay, so... Just because there's Jose Mourinho arrives at the club, it's not as if uh, Roma's books uh, magically turn from bad to good. I wish it worked that way, uh, but unfortunately, that's not the case. So they're still dealing with financial difficulties. My question for you, though, is, okay, so we're under the assumption, okay, it's not going to be a big splashy move. But if you could get someone, could get somebody like... Um, Zakaria, who very good player, but I can tell you unequivocally, um, Juve are very strong on him. In fact, he just sacked um, uh, sacked his agent recently. Uh, he used to be with. Um, come on, why am I having a brain lapse? The the agent of uh, Sarri, mm, uh, Ramadani. Yes, R- Ramadani. Um, Sacked him. He's no longer with him. His his father and he has, I believe it's a cousin of his sort of looking over his interest right now. Um, he's going to be moving. But if you are him, Andy, I mean, he's mentioned Barcelona. He's mentioned uh, Juve are on him. Roma are on him. Um, I, I can't imagine from a financial pack. To be honest, to say uh, Barcelona right now is not really. A, no. Know, you, you no. might as well say Kievo Verona. <laughs> true. Well, very true. Um, I, I guess my concern is besides him. Okay. I don't see a name where you look at them and you, you conclude two things. Okay. You conclude a, that Roma can even afford them. And then B, are they going to be that much of a difference maker? I don't know about you, but I don't see anybody that jumps off the page to me that fills, um, really either of those, uh, uh, qualities but also you know a lot of i think a lot of names that come up just don't i don't think they fit anything that roma have so far done and and been all about under the Friedkins and you know the the aspect of time i just don't see it you know when when we're linked with say lucas vasquez of 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 real madrid um you know or nacho again for the seventy sixth oh time, it's, it's unbelievable. Like death taxes a, and not yeah. on Roma's radar. That's. <laughs> I feel like he's already appeared in like twenty five matches simply by the amount of yeah. transfer rumors we see. I, I cannot even recall a summer 
of recent where he is not linked to Rome. Oh no, yeah. Since 2015, I believe. I mean, he, you know, he's pro- he's been here longer than the likes of uh, Rajan Angolan and I mean, it's unbelievable. This guy is a Roma legend by now just by being included in, in market rumors. Um, I just think, you know, again, a lot of the stuff that comes up, uh, you know, sure, there may be interest and some of some of these names may be a good opportunity in that moment, you know. But a lot of the stuff just sort of looks like Stuff that really doesn't have to do much with with what Roma are about. I mean, it's like you would tell me, uh, Clement Grenier is good for 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 Roma's project going forward. But maybe you know, maybe he's you know he's had a few good years and uh, after leaving Roma, after he spent his six months in Rome and he had a few good years in, in Liga, he was pretty decent. I think he's now a free agent. Um, oh. Big opportunity there. I'm pretty sure that he's a free agent. I'm, I I don't want to say some bullshit, but but anyway, the the the, the point is that you know that um, it's this team is 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 sort of going in, in a certain direction, and a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing is just not is not is just not taking that into consideration. Oh yeah, Clément Grenier, free agent. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and he's 30. It's not that bad. 30. So kind of like Lucas Vasquez. What my my point being that this is a guy who's, you know, who's clearly um these these are names that are just clearly not on the club's radar. Maybe they, you know, they they make sense on a short-term basis. Um say, oh, Roma are struggling in the midfield. Boom, they are interested in this guy because you know, but but then you go look up and and you see the age, you see I don't know the wages, you see the price tag again. Names were being linked to Sven Botman of Lille, and then yeah, the rumored price tag is thirty million. Well, thanks, but no thanks. And it's just it's it's not gonna work. It's never gonna work. I don't even think that there is a team out there. You know, even uh, somebody like Real Madrid, I'm not sure that they would spend thirty million in one go in January. That's just not, it's, it's not feasible. And uh, I, I think that there is, there are a lot of considerations being made. That's why I'm saying that Roma are not gonna, if they are thinking about something is they're thinking about the exits more than the, who they're bringing in, because there are, there's just too much stuff, too many factors that, that go into signing somebody long-term in January, because it's not easy. A lot of players don't want to leave in January. It's and a lot of teams don't want to let players leave in January. So when you're signing somebody in January, either it's your run of the mill Jonathan Silva, a, a guy that you bring in, he, legend. Wow, he, you know, one he, match he, I believe, right? Not two or three, but what one as a starter, I believe, where he was, and he was, I, I think, he was against Empoli or something like that. And um, yeah, it's just again non-factor, complete non-factor. You'll you'll see him in the roster for that. You know, if you go back to Roma's season, it was 2018, 2019. It was uh, Monchi's last gift to us. Um, but 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 besides that, it, you know, it's either that somebody that that you know that appears out of nowhere and leaves, um, or 
something that tr- really makes sense and you've you've been in talks for a long time you know I remember like like inter did with the uh, Ericsson or Vidal I believe they he, he were he, they were also brought in in January and and those were players that they have had had them in their radar for like quite some time they had long negotiations with the regents commissions blah 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 Roma I don't you know they're not gonna I don't I don't feel it or at least w- what I've seen so far just doesn't just doesn't come across as, as as oh that's it that's that's definitely I think that if there is something you know that Roma are thinking oh this is worth it they're gonna keep it to themselves for as long as it as it takes um and eventually it'll come out. But when it comes out, you it will make much more sense than what I'm seeing right now. Because a lot of it is, oh, who who is a free agent in June? Okay, that's right. Let's link him to Roma. More or less, that's my thinking. I, I and and to be honest, I don't think that's too too far away from 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 the reality of the situation. No, I I don't think so either. I... Listen, I, I've said it on here one million times. Tiago Pinto, this guy is, you want to talk about like Omerta. I mean, this guy has adopted it in spades. He doesn't say a thing, okay? Barely talks even to begin with uh, with the Italian press. The only reason he does those pre-match press conferences is because he's he's obligated to do so because of the television television contracts. I'm sure if it was up to him, he wouldn't even speak on those. I, I agree with you 1,000%. I guess in a way I'm trying to forewarn everybody because I – I, I feel as if the the perception of the market is almost as if it's um you know it's sort of like the the, the ambulance okay uh, things are hurting right now but you know what help is on the way somebody's here to rescue you. you you know it's not like a get out of jail card I I think we would all agree right before the summer it's not as if this team is going to overgo a, a major reconstruction so uh, yep I guess ultimately what I'm getting down to is. This this is going to come down to this group of players and the manager. I don't. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's. Like, it's I don't that. see any other possibilities. Sure, and uh, I think that it would be nice, and and I do think that something will be done in the market. But I do believe that this is a season of you gotta toughen it out. You gotta toughen it out, and um, it, 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 you have to toughen it out. You have to. You have to find a way to win together. You have to find a way to to get back on your on your feet the way you are with with the strengths that you have and the weaknesses that you have. Um, but it has to come from you, from the work, from from the work that the team does. More or less, it's like it's like if 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 that season under Spalletti uh, had 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 a continuation you know if that season on the spalletti was a season afterwards where you say oh we're gonna build upon this season and and do some really special things um because i think essentially that's where it all stops sort of when you brought in the francesco it sure that team that year went to the champions league semi-final but i don't think that there was some kind of greater plan behind that. I think that's where slowly the wheels started to come off the the Palota ownership, and um, there wasn't really a plan besides oh let's survive 
and uh and and financially speaking and any everything and and see where 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 we go where it takes us i think that this season is different i think that the fact is that uh, it's time 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 the, the the focus is on time but it's also on the the solutions will come slowly but surely but you have to toughen it out you have to complete this this season with what you have at your disposal with you know by identifying and 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 nurturing the strengths identify what what you know what we've invested money in a guy like Vigna let's make the best of Vigna and you know sure Spinazzo will come in but you also have Vigna let's let's you know make him a robot, a reliable uh, resource and uh, you know we've brought in Tammy Abraham why why question him now why put him to the test now why constantly question the the fact that you decided to bet on a guy like Abraham it's it's that it's i think that now the the, the thinking is sure Mourinho is going to whine you know Mourinho is going to complain um Mourinho is going to do the Mourinho thing and and that's fine but ultimately the the goal here is to 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 see things through until the end of the season completed um hopefully use it as an opportunity to grow and learn together and hopefully also achieve some minor objectives and uh starting from from next summer that's when that's when you continue the the this project um because really anything else doing anything else you know bringing in a guy you know the occasional Jonathan Silva or somebody somebody that you bring in on an emergency basis you're oh my god you, you got to you know remember that but it was in Fonseca's first season i think everybody had gone down in the midfield uh Diawara Pellegrini, Mancini was playing every game as a central midfielder and we had no substitute. And I remember when we were uh, linked to like two free agents, one who had last played in in like the English Championship, uh, an ex-Manchester City like Rodney or something like that, like a guy called like that. Um, It was very weird. We were linked to... To two guys, one was from Liechtenstein, I believe, and they, they were just free agents. One was like thirty-three, the other thirty, um, and and we were like, you know, it, it was it, that was such an emergency situation that the club was desperate. They were even trying them out. They had held individual tryouts at Trigoria for those two guys. Eventually, they sent them home. Fonseca was like, no, I'm going to keep using Mancini as a central midfielder. But I just don't think that Roma will find themselves in a position this year to do that. It's not It's not that. It's not that bad. Again, props to my man Fonseca. See, it's, it's just, you know, you throw anything at this guy and, and this guy can't lose. Um, but the, 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 the thing is that it's... Anything like that, I think, would disrupt what you're trying to build because it sends the wrong message. It's it really does. I mean, you know, imagine being a player, and off comes Jonathan Silva or or Clement Grenier. Oh, and they're like, oh, sitting on the bench, and off they go back to wherever they they came from. And you're, like, you know, 
what's this? Is this is there a plan that includes this? Is what what are the club's ambitions? What what are we doing here? What are, are we building something or is this just some temporary thing that I'm part of? Is is this worth it? And I I think that Roma are not willing to to put their players and the coach in a position like that by by doing something so you know irrational because everything so far seems you know even their reactions seem you know very 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 well thought through you know it's something where you 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 can see that there was a rationale behind there was a a team that sort of gathered around and it, it's not the half-assed reaction because oh Petraki thinks he's got a, a bigger dick than somebody else or uh, you know it's this it's no it's this is different and so I don't think that Roma are going to make the same choices they would have made say two, three, four, five years ago without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I couldn't agree more. And the fact that we have made it roughly 27 minutes is astonishing to me. I think you talked probably the majority of this time, so I can only thank and applaud you for that. Uh, we'll be <laughs> back later in the week. I, I don't, again, too early. It's Monday. I, I can't get to Genoa yet. I just can't. So we will, uh, I'll bring on, like I said, we uh, we have a couple of interviews on here. We have Aldo Colmi coming up, who is the um, co-founder and CEO of SoccerMent.com. And then we also have Christian from Radio Tifosi Football. So let me bring them on. Um, and Andy and I, we will be back again later in the week. And then then we will preview the match against Genoa. So let me bring Aldo on now, and then we will bring Christian on after him. Okay, very pleased to welcome on Aldo Comi to the podcast now just to chat for a few minutes about Roma. So Aldo, thank you once again for coming on. I know uh, you made a, a longer appearance on another podcast that I do, but I wanted to sort of bring you over to the Roma side of things. So for those of you who don't know, Aldo is the co-founder and CEO of the football analytics data analysis company, SoccerMent. You can find them at SoccerMent.com, where you can find several of the publications that SoccerMent has put out. For instance, they have a 2021 editions of their Wonder Kids, uh, scouting and analysis of some of the up-and-coming and most talented youngsters throughout the footballing world. And there you can also find their Hidden Gems publication, where you can learn more about some of the hidden gems throughout football that you may not have been aware of, and who from a data and analytical standpoint 
stand out above the rest. So Aldo, once again, thank you so, so much for coming on. I only have you for a few minutes, but still, nonetheless, I greatly, greatly appreciate your time. So let me preface this by saying I am not asking you to comment specifically on one Ramon Monchi, but I do find it fascinating because well-known guy for doing uh, doing these talents for low prices, finding gems. He comes to Roma and he does really the opposite approach as he did in Sevilla. It's the same guy. You would think same approach from one place to the next. My question kind of in this regard is clearly then when we see something like this happen where uh, he he comes to Roma, doesn't do the same as in Sevilla, does, and they go to a Champions League semifinal, but we, we see from a market standpoint, he operated much differently. He returns to Sevilla and he does the same things as he did before he left for Roma. For me, it's confusing to see something like this happen. So am I to suggest this is something when it comes to data, this is something that has to be club, a club adopts. This cannot be down to one single individual. This is, uh, it's almost like an entire club initiative, yeah? Yeah, Uh, it needs to come from, uh, as I said earlier, from uh, the club's ownership. And then uh, that needs to uh, be followed by a clear corporate governance uh, uh, able to take uh, uh, you know the owner's vision down to the whole structure of uh, of the club uh, down to towards the the very base uh, including uh, youth teams and so on and so forth and there are examples in Europe of clubs uh, which have actually transformed into data-driven organizations. I always uh, um, talk about uh, Azed Altmar in the Netherlands, for example. They, they have been able to datify everything <laughs> uh, when it comes to the club, and they are able to, to do a much better player development because of that, because of the use of uh, technology and data, and they are able to get uh, a, a very significant competitive advantage and they're able to uh, you know to battle uh, for the top positions in the the RDBs despite having like one fourth of the budget uh, but you know on in Azetagmar and also in other um, in other clubs you have a very clear corporate governance able to take that vision down to the whole uh, club structure um, so I don't know specifically what went wrong with uh, with Monchi um, at Roma but I also need to uh, you know to highlight uh, that uh, in some locations and uh, in some clubs uh, which are maybe smaller um, this vision is way um, easier to be transfer to the organization mm. uh, in some other uh, locations uh, in, um, some, in some clubs which are um, bigger it is uh, more difficult to, to do this uh, to do this transformation uh, because you have uh, also the external factors yeah. and the external factors uh, can uh, can have a real impact on uh, the daily activity 
Yeah, and you won't find that ring uh, more true than obviously uh, uh, in Roma, of course. You know that as well as anybody. So, Aldo, thank you once again for your time. I know it was brief. We could have done this a lot longer, but I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Again, SoccerMent.com. Aldo, thank you once more. All right, last segment, and we are going to welcome on Christian Baldanza from Tifosi Football Radio. You can find them on Twitter at Radio Tifosi, and you can also find their podcast wherever you download your podcast. Apple, they're on Podbean, TuneIn, Backtracks, all of the regular channels. So here is Christian now. Christian, welcome, A. And B, you said you were in a terrible place with Roma at the moment. So yeah. Let's hear this. How how negative? How how the sky is falling then, yeah? Uh, the sky it feels like the sky is falling, but uh this is something that uh that I that I have talked about uh this season. Uh, it took me uh honestly, John, it took me a whole summer to digest Jose Mourinho coming to Roma. Uh, thinking, did I think it was a good move? Did I think it was a bad move? My heart, my Romanista heart, telling me, "Don't worry, Christian, it's going to be okay. We're gonna, we're gonna find a way through, and we're gonna get back to where we need, where we deserve to be, which is at the top of Serie A." And then my head's telling me, "Are you crazy? This is, this is going to be a disaster." So, <laughs> I mean, at the start of the season, uh, discussing it with my, with my, my, my best friend Juliano Clary, I, I said I was okay with it. I think we were going to go in the right direction, but now. My head is telling me, it feels like it's telling me, I told you so, Christian. I told you, don't get your hopes up with this guy. This guy's a disaster. So, Oh, no. Okay, so hold on. I had to push back a little already. No, push back. Good. Go ahead. already getting the debate on. So hold on. Um, for the most part, I think we could both start from the, from the baseline, the premise of, okay, so this team, for the most part, other than uh, uh, Patricio and Tammy Abraham. Yeah. This is still the same team that finished seventh, yeah? It's the exact same team, yeah. Okay. I think we would also both agree on top of that, based on that this is the same team, that a pretty large overhaul is necessary. I would agree with that. Though, is that can, we, can we expect that, though, in one summer? For me, that, that, that that's no. I, I, I feel no. like this is going to take at least two full years. Uh, not two full I'm sorry. Two full transfer markets for us to see what we need a Mourinho team to look like and embody. No, I I agree with that. I, I I mean, yes, I do feel like the sky is falling, but at the same time, I would say that it's a little too early to even think about talking sack of Jose Mourinho because that's just, that's crazy. Where I'm coming from is, yes, it is the same team as, la- essentially the same team as last season, aside from Abraham and Rui Patricio. And, First of all, those I'll get it off the off my chest now. Those are two signings that I wasn't too happy about. Um, I wasn't too happy about Rui Patricio. Uh, I he's a great goalkeeper. He's solid. He's an upgrade from Paulo Lopez. Uh, but I'm not too happy with the fee that we paid for him. I think we paid a Premier League fee on top of that. Um, I think he's maybe worth three quarters that. I think we could have got a the same caliber kind of goalkeeper with a little more upside in Italy for around the same price for what we paid. Okay. Hold on. Now you got to give me a name. Okay. I'm left you. I can't, if it's Cranio, I'm going to go nuts. Don't tell me Cranio. No, it's not. It's not an Alessio Cranio. Um, I think we would have, I think honestly with the way Rui Patricio has been playing, he's been playing solid. 
Um, but uh, there are some goalkeepers in Italy that I think were terrible last season um, because of the defense in front of them. I think with the price that we paid for Rui Patricio, we could have we could have maybe got a loan spell for a guy like Mattia Perin, who was one of the best goalkeepers last season. Now he's riding the pine at Juventus. Oh, uh, we already have ACL problems at, at Roma. I know that. I know that. But if you look at his stats from last season, John, he was fantastic. He was one of the best. And I think with the way his contract is out is seeing at Juventus, that it would have been a pretty good a pretty good option for us. I think that would have been a much better option for us because we know how we know how we are financially with Roma, right? We're not the most financially powerful club in the world. So if we're going to get back to the top four, if we're going to get back to the top where I think we deserve to be, we're going to have to be creative. And I think I, that would have been a little more creative for me. Um, I know you're not going to like what I'm going to say now with this goalkeeper, but I think I we would have been, we could have done well with a guy like Marco Silvestri, who had a fantastic mm-hmm. season. Uh, he only went to Udinese for I think two point three plus bonuses. A guy I like, yes. Yeah, so that, that's a that's another big one um, for me. Like those are those are the two that I see could have fit into the Roma plans a little bit better with a little more upside than Rui Patricio. And I'm not taking anything away from Rui Patricio. I think he's been playing fantastic. Um, and he's made some incredible saves that he's been forced to make um, for Roma. But uh, I'm happy with that. The other one, Tammy Abraham. Going to get a lot of flack for this one. But uh, I, I've been very vocal about it that I haven't been a fan of the signing since it since it happened. And the reason why is the price tag. The price tag is a lot. I know it's $40 million and you're paying for potential. And I see what Tammy can do. But I don't think we needed a guy like Tammy Abraham right now in the building process. I think we could have ran the season with Borja Mayoral, who did. It was no fluke that he scored 17 goals last year. Um, and uh, Eldor Shemarodov, I, I, that's a guy that I rate very high. I don't think he has. He's played enough minutes under Jose Mourinho. And I think he, I agree. If given the chance, I think we would have ran those with those two. We know where the problems lie. The problems lie in the midfield. The midfield doesn't support the defense, and that's why we're leaking so many goals. And I think that forty million could have gone into bringing in some much needed reinforcements in the midfield. Yeah. So the midfield, without a doubt, in my opinion, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's clearly where the issue is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I, I will push back a little on my Hural, who I think last season was entirely a fluke because okay. if you look, in my opinion, I just think if you look at his entire career, I, I just think he struggles to score wherever he goes. I think last year was simply uh, the result of him getting more opportunities mixed in with, well, the goals have to come from somebody. And I think just by by way of having more opportunities to score than everybody else, that resulted in that, but but regardless, we both we agree on the midfield thing. Yeah, the thing that has been mind boggling to me because if you would have, if we would have debated this issue a year ago, we yeah. we probably would be crazy for even discussing it. I have to tell you though, Vettitu has been terrible. Yeah, he's it's, uh... been, it's been shock like shockingly terrible. And what's oddly enough, if you could find one guy who was. Probably one A or one B, uh, the most important to Paulo Fonseca. Uh, Vettitu would have to be in there. 
Yeah, of course it was. And I but I think that the one thing that Paulo Fonseca gave guys like Veretu and a guy like Borja Mayoral is he gave them confidence. And confidence goes a long way in the world of football. Um if you're confident in, in your ability, you're not second guessing your first touch, you're not second guessing what you want to do with the ball when you have it, you just go with it. And that's what I think they had last year with Paulo Fonseca, and they don't have it with Jose Mourinho, especially with how abrasive he's been, um, especially calling everybody out publicly in the media i just think that uh they've lost all their confidence and they're just a shell of their former selves that's why i think the big problem is right now so as we go here i'm not going to ask you to make a prediction but i assume that you at least had a thought as to where roma would finish preseason i thought they would finish fourth is that altered for you like are you changing your 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 prediction one way or the other whether it's lower in the table higher in the table like I said, my heart keeps telling me that top four is doable. If you look at, to me, the past the past couple of weeks, that stretch has been a disaster, and we're still somehow hovering around that fourth place. Um, I think it's manageable. I think it's doable. I think we can do it, uh, but we really got to get out of this dip, and uh, we gotta we gotta come out of this international break, and we gotta hit the ground running. We really do, um, if we're going to make that possible. And when when our our matches that come up against the big seven, when we play Juve again, when we end up playing Inter, when we play AC Milan again, Napoli, we got to hit the ground running. We got to take some – we got to get some wins out of those games. That's what's killing us right now. And uh, I think if we do that, if Mourinho can steal – or this Roma team can steal some games against those big clubs, I think – I, I think we can finish top four for sure. Okay, well, th- this was definitely a bit of a roller coaster ride. I- initially, we started off with your doom and gloom, but you're still saying top four is still possible in your mind. So uh, people can't be too mad, even though you're uh, a bit critical of Jose Mourinho. Uh, you you still you you ended this on a positive note. So nobody can say that you were least overtly or completely negative because you're saying again top four champions league the return is still possible so christian again thank you so much tifosi football radio we will definitely be doing this again we'll have to have you back on in the winter in the midst of the transfer market chaos thanks so much john appreciate being on Absolutely. Okay, everyone, that is where we're going to leave it for this episode. Andy and myself, we will be back either on Thursday or Friday, depending on how our schedules match up. So that is when, again, we will chat about Genoa and preview the upcoming match. Might do a little more on transfer market stuff because more information is slowly beginning to to trickle in and things are heating up with agents intermediaries you all know how the story goes so we will talk with you in a few days until then ciao without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.